Can you see it with your ears? Can you hear it with your eyes? Can you feel it on your knees? Can you smell it with your thighs? Poopy, who we kikalusa? Jomaika don mahala rikindo vwachi Kola hani ashukuni ambo bari hi hi Lafui shaki Luambo Diego Pushel Kinao Likwa now, do you wonder what I say? O amakui shari himi la pofukadu Yana wini kamoshini abo hui hu Hey hey Ho ho He he Ha ha Welcome to episode 5 of That Thing with James J. Asher II. That's me! If you can't tell yet, my voice is all fucked up. Yeah, my voice is all fucked up. Uh, my voice, my voice is all fucked up. I said, uh, my voice, my voice is all fucked up. I sound like a trans beautiful person. Hi, 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 my name is James. <laughs> well, I'm sick. That's why my voice is all fucked up. So this episode's probably going to be a little bit shorter because it's scratchy. The more I talk, the drier my, my throat and vocal cords get. And the drier they get, and the more they vibrate, the more they hurt. So, I'm sick. With what? I'm not exactly sure. I think it had something to do with sinuses. It all started last Sunday, when I was filming episode four. After the episode was done... I, or even during the episode, actually, I noticed that my throat was getting really scratchy. And uh, I wasn't sure why that was happening. I, I could breathe through my nose just fine. Um, the only thing out of the ordinary is I just felt a little more anxious than usual. Although I had felt anxious for a few days leading up to last Sunday, leading up to me filming episode four. In fact, I was so anxious that, as I mentioned at the beginning of the last episode, I had filmed an episode on the Saturday, and I thought it was utter drivel, so I got rid of it and recorded a different version on Sunday. And even after that, I was still unhappy with the content of the episode, and I was very anxious about it. And so, I don't know if I got sick because of my anxiety, or if my anxiety was starting to peak because I was getting sick, I have a feeling that they both kind of helped each other come to fruition. I was anxious, so I got sick, and I was getting sick, so I got became anxious. That's what I think happened. Either way, there's a bunch of people that I know who have gotten sick, and they all seem to have the same thing. I, I'm pretty sure I caught it, whatever I have from my girlfriend, because she had the same thing. And it was... I, I Honestly, I don't think she got it as bad as I have had it this week. Um, so, s last Sunday, 
my throat was getting scratchy, but I was just so, you know, focused on getting the episode out. And I ran into all sorts of technical, technological issues um, with syncing up uh, the audio from my new mic, which I record separately on a program, or syncing that up with the video on the camera and getting the my editing program to work. I just use iMovie because I, I have a Mac and iMovie comes uh, standard, standard on that. And, uh, well, I, I was just having a lot of trouble, and I was having a really rough weekend. It was just a mess, and I just was not very present for any of it. I, I was all in my head, all storming, twisting around, having a bad time. Well, Monday comes along. I wake up, and... I, I, the first thing I notice is that I'm breathing through my mouth because I, I can't breathe through my nose. In fact, my nose is utterly stopped up and I can feel shit running down it, down the back of my throat. And my throat just feels like a kitten with its little needle claws had just clawed the shit out of my throat. I couldn't speak. I could barely swallow. It hurt so bad. Plus... I had a fever. My body temperature was all sorts of crazy. I felt like I was too hot, and at the same time, I felt like I was too cold. So I think that's a fever, and I had shivers and body aches and stuff, and it was a bad time. I don't think this was a regular cold. I think this was uh, some kind of a sinus infection or something, because the throat was getting scratchy to begin with, it's because uh, I had drainage from my sinuses. And everyone else I've been talking to said that they all started out with sinus problems. So I'm going to you know, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say I've, I've got some kind of like sinus thing going on. Luckily, um, my snot has been clear, um, which is a good sign because if there's, if you have a color to your snot, if it's like yellow, uh, then you have, you probably have a, an infection and, and a pretty bad one. So fortunately, I've had no yellow snot. I've had a little bit of uh, a white snot, but for the most part, it's just been clear. And my nose is so raw, man. The inside of my nostrils is filled with like dry, scabby snot and just... And my psoriasis has been getting bad, like around my ears, and of course on the skin around my, the rims of my nostrils is just dry and cracking, and it's been a rough, rough time. Well, on this Monday, I, 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 I took some medicine. I, I went with my girlfriend we I took her to um, Target so we could pick up some provisions I forget we, we needed like toilet paper and paper towels and stuff like that and um, and she was uh, wait wait we had done that previously hadn't we we had so we'd previously the week before we'd gone to Target to get provisions and one of the things we got was NyQuil um, because this was, while she was still more sick, but I was yet to, um, succumb to her sickness that she, I think, spread to me through kissing. And, um, well, she got NyQuil and she took it. And then I became sick. Monday night, I'm miserable, I'm shivering, and I'm having a, not, not such a fun time. And so, Emily, uh, my girlfriend, suggests that I should take some NyQuil. And I was like, uh, is that even going to do anything? I've never taken NyQuil before. And she said, it'll make you feel better. You're sick. You need to take medicine for it. And I said, well, I, I, I agree that I should take medicine for whatever it is that I have, but I'm not sure that NyQuil is really the kind of medicine that helps anything. She said, it helps me. And I said, helps you do what? 
it helps me go to sleep. And I said, well, I'm not going to have any trouble going to sleep. I'm having trouble staying awake, but I, I have to stay awake for now. Um, but if you say, she was like, it'll clear your nose up and it'll make your throat not hurt so bad. And I said, well, okay, I'll try it out. And so I took some NyQuil. She got some like gel tablets and uh, comes with two little, not little, like two horse pill sized gel tablets uh, per each little, you know, single packet. So two of those gel tabs pills are a single dose. And so I took that single dose of two gel tabs of NyQuil and uh, you know I took that about an hour before I went to bed and then I stayed up and um, oh my goodness the sky just looks beautiful right now as I'm filming this it's sunset and the sky just looks like uh, just cotton candy clouds man and beautiful vaporwave colors pastels Oh, gets my nipples hard, I tell you what. Well, I took the NyQuil pills an hour before I went to sleep. And uh, I, I stayed up and, and watched uh, this current Netflix show called uh, The Umbrella Academy. And it's a fantastic show. I highly recommend it. It's based off of a... Uh, it's based off of a comic book graphic novel series by the same name written by none other than Gerard Way, the the lead guy from My Chemical Romance. I just found this out a couple days ago because I was looking up, you know, I was Wikipediaing the show and the, the comic book, and uh, I saw Gerard Way's name there, and I was like, no fucking way. Looked it up, way fucking way. Gerard Way, he wrote the series, the, the graphic novels. Well, anyway, I continued watching, um, on Netflix, I continued watching The Umbrella Academy for like one more episode, and then it was bedtime, because of course I had to get up to do my day job in the morning, and fortunately I, I work from home uh, for my day job. I'm very grateful for that, uh, especially in times like these, when I'm fucking sick, uh, if if I had to go into an office to work, I would have made them let me work from home because I need the money so I can't not work. But uh, I, no way I would go into an office feeling the way I did. Well, I, I crawl into bed and I'm starting to feel a little bit silly, a little goofy. And it was a little cold that evening. So I told my girlfriend, I just want to be inside you. And she was like, back off, you horn dog. And I said, I'm not horn dogging. I just want to be inside you so it's warm. And she was like, started laughing at me. And I said, come on, let me inside you. I want to come inside you here. And she's like, what are you fucking talking about, you madman? And I said, I fucking told you that this fucking medicine was going to make me crazy. Because before I determined that I was going to take the NyQuil, I, I spent like a, another hour pre-taking the NyQuil, deliberate, deliberating whether or not I was indeed actually going to take the NyQuil. Because I looked at the contents of, of, of the, the, the drug, I, I looked at the ingredients of the NyQuil, and it had um, acetaminophen, that's a uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, NSAID. It had some other stuff, which was like a, some kind of a decongestant. And, uh, and then it also had this other stuff like this uh, dextromethorphan or something like that. I, I didn't memorize the name, but it's dextro something, a cough suppressant. And I was thinking, the name dextromethorphan, that sounds really familiar. Is this that stuff? Is this that, that chemical called DXM? A drug that makes you hallucinate if you have uh, enough of it? Well, it turns out that it was. 
I didn't think about that initially, but I read it and I said to Emily, look, I'm going to take these because she was like, you should definitely take them. And I said, I usually, I, I, I try, I, I say no to your ideas and I want to be open to your idea right now because you get mad sometimes when I say no to your ideas because I might think that it's not a good idea. And this, I don't think it's a good idea. But the, it's it's not uncommon for me to be wrong in thinking that your idea is wrong and that my idea is right. So this might be one of those times where I might be wrong and you might be right. So yeah, I will take these two NyQuil gel tab pill capsules and we'll see what happens. But if I start getting crazy, uh, you're to blame for it. And so I took them. Went to bed, told her I wanted to be inside of her, which was not a lie. I'm constantly horny, uh, pretty much. It's not a, it's not like a nympho kind of thing. I'm not trying to fill a hole or anything. It's just a, a genetic drive, I suppose. It just feels good to feel good, and it feels good to make other people feel good, right? Ah, casual sex. <laughs> well, actually, that's not what I was talking about. When I said I wanted to be inside of her, what I meant was I wanted to be inside the onesie that she was wearing. Because a few months ago, she bought us onesies. And, uh, you know, like the pajamas that kids wear, where it's just one thing, like a coverall, goes over your entire body, and it's got a zipper in the front, covers the arms, some of them even cover your feet. Hers don't cover her feet. Mine have little booties that cover my feet, but it's got little zippers so that I can take the little booties off if I just want to rock around on my bare feet, my cute little onesie. I have a black velour onesie, and it's got a hood on it. Emily, however, has more of just like a, I don't know, felt or something. <laughs> she didn't get herself a velour, man. She fucked herself on that one. But hers looks like a flying squirrel. It has wings that go down from like uh, the, uh, the, the arm down to the hip, down to the waist. It's got little wings that go out and it's colored like a, like a squirrel and, uh, and it, it, it has a tail and it has a hood with little squirrel ears on it and little squirrel whiskers on the side of the hood. Well, I was trying to tell her that I wanted to be inside that onesie with her so that we could be really warm. And I was feeling just really cuddly. Like I wanted to just press my my nude body, just press my genitals against any type of bare, bare consenting flesh as I drifted off to sweet, sweet sleep. And sleep I did, albeit not inside her onesie and then I, I woke up at three in the morning I, I I woke up and it was still dark and cold and I had to pee really bad that's why I had to wake up and I opened my eyes and I something about my brain just feels a little weird something feels a little off like something's like uh, something's wiggling around here my synapses are firing in a way that well, I could feel my brain inside my skull, in a way. Um, and that's not normal. I don't usually feel my brain located inside my skull unless I'm having a really good meditation session. That might happen. But I wasn't, I was just sleeping, man. I woke up, checked my, the time on my phone, and it's 3 a.m. And I, I have to pee. So I get up, go to the bathroom, turn on the light. I catch my reflection in the mirror, and my pupils are the size of my head. And things just feel kind of weird. I feel like maybe uh, I, I'm, I'm like highly present of the fucking ghost or shadow thing that lives in the closet, which I and Emily have suspected has been around here for, you know, basically since we've lived here the whole time. There's definitely at least a couple ghosts and then some other weird shit in this apartment. 
And I don't think it's just this apartment. I think it's the entire uh, lot, the entire building. These are old, old apartment houses. A lot of history. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat's getting scratchy again. I have to drink some water. There's some supernatural shit going on here, man. Anyway, I, I go to the bathroom and I feel acutely aware of this shadow thing that Emily says that she keeps seeing, like standing by the closet. And it's like seven feet tall. And it just stands there and watches her while I'm asleep. She's been seeing it several nights. I sometimes feel like I catch a shadow moving out of the corner of my eye or something. But of course it could just be the NyQuil. Because I, my eyes were huge. I, I sat down to pee and I thought to myself, yep, I'm tripping. I knew something weird was going to happen. And so I pee. And then I go back to bed, uh, pressing myself up against the wall, trying to stay as far away from the closet as possible, lest the shadow creature reach out and grab me, dragging me into its shadow realm. But the most I got was the usual weird cold shiver and the goosebumps running up my spine feeling I get certain nights when the moon is at a certain fullness uh, when I walk by the closet, whose door never closes completely. And, uh, yeah, let me check and see if this camera's still running. Is it? Oh, good. It is. So, anyway, I'm sick. Fucking sick, man. I'm sick, we want. I'm sick. <laughs> Ugh, but I'm a lot better now than I have been. Because this, most of the week, I just had the fucking fever. I couldn't talk. I couldn't breathe through my nose, man. Oh, even, oh, oh, going back to the, the NyQuil story. Uh, even the next day when I woke up, my pupils were still huge and I was still feeling kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, I'm tripping, dog. I'm robo-tripping. That was DXM. That was the shit that I became acquainted with in college. So that was how I, how did I discover this DXM stuff? Well, Robitussin. Because I was a cigarette smoker in college, in grad school, uh, especially, I was drinking a lot of alcohol and smoking a lot of cigarettes and I got sick one time and I got like bad sick not the flu but like what I've had here with the sinus whatever sinus infection slash cold uh, I got a bad fucking sinus infection and uh, you know I was like broken shit and, and stupid and so I was like okay I'm just gonna get some fucking Robitussin and, uh, you know, I, I, on the Robitussin, it comes with like a cap with like a little dosage measuring out the dram, uh, the measure of liquid that you're supposed to take. And I take it, you know, do a little bit. And then one time I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm fucking sick. I'm tired of coughing. I'm sick of all this stuff. So I took a, took a pretty substantial chug, just a look of the Robitussin, and what do you know? I started tripping out. And I'd heard what robo-tripping, I'd heard the word robo-tripping before, but I didn't really know what it meant. I thought it just meant like if you take some drugs and you start tripping and think you're a robot. No. Robo-tripping is Robitussin tripping. Because if you drink enough of it, it'll make you trip. Well... I discovered that the hard way. So, instead of being sick, I ended up having kind of a weird time. Kind of a little bit fun time. Not something I would recommend. Kind of a dirty feeling. Uh, I, I, I think, like, Robitussin and that stuff is just bullshit anyway for any kind of, like, me you know, cold treatment. It doesn't fix anything. It just gets you a certain amount of high so you don't really notice uh, the 
you know, the fucking cold. So you just get high so you don't care. It just, it covers up the symptoms. It doesn't solve any of the symptoms or anything. Like even, even, uh, even uh, allergy medicine is speed. That's why people who like cook up meth and shit, they get a bunch of allergy medicine. That's why you have to like get ID'd and you can only buy so much. I know about this shit because I, I grew up in, in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, where that stuff runs rampant. Rampant. Meth, uh, cooking it up out of over-the-counter bullshit. And uh, yeah, so allergy medicine is speed. And so, you know, what it does, it like, I guess it dilates your, your vesicles and things and dilates your nostrils and stuff so that you can breathe and not sneeze so much. But it does have a certain reaction. It does help. And, you know, it, it just doesn't, it, the average over-the-counter stuff, it's not really curing anything. It just, uh, it's giving you a certain type of high, which has a certain type of side effects that just, uh make you not care or not notice the allergy reactions so much. That, I mean, as far as I understand. Well, when I first moved to Austin, going back to robo-tripping, when I first moved to Austin, I lived in a hostel. For two weeks, I lived in a hostel. Um, I think it's called Hostel International is the, the company. Cause I didn't, I didn't really have any place to stay. Uh, I had previously arranged a couch to sleep on with a couple friends, but then about a couple weeks before I moved to Austin, uh, I got a call from, from those people with whom I'd made an arrangement and they kind of fucking flaked out on me and said, Hey, we don't have room for you. Uh, first it was like, Hey, are you still moving up? Hey, um, were you thinking of moving to Austin and it, uh, on the phone call? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wait a second. I didn't even get the courtesy of a phone call. I'm making things up to make, to try to cut the person some slack. I'm calling you out, motherfucker. I'm not going to name you, but I'm calling you out, motherfucker. You knew I was moving to Austin and you're the one who offered me a place to stay while I got on my feet, found a job, found a place to live. You motherfucker who I'm not going to name but I'm calling you out, nameless. You sent me a text message like two weeks before I moved to Austin saying, hey, so are you thinking about moving to Austin? Motherfucker, you knew I was moving to Austin. You knew that was a fucking definite. You knew that I made fucking arrangements for you. As a matter of fact, you knew that when you asked, am I moving? Because when I replied, I said, yep, still moving. And you fucking piece of shit, you replied with, sorry, you can't stay with us. There's not enough room. Okay. I understand you and the person you were living with were, you know, splitting up at that time. But don't fucking play me like that. Just tell me that you were splitting up. And that you couldn't really take me in because you guys were fighting and not getting along. That's fine. But you, you, you fucking weasel. You rat. You weasel rat Fink. Oh, is that racist? Is, is Fink like a Jewish thing? Because the guy's not Jewish. And I'm not saying Jews are, are like, you know, nebbish, nebbishy. But this guy's... This guy's definitely Nebishi, and he's not a Jew, but he is a fucking rat fink. Rat fuck. I hope I didn't say something racist, but if I did, I, I apologize. I'm ignorant. Be nice and tell me if I did wrong or something. Anyway, motherfucker, don't try to play like, oh, I don't know if he's still going to come around. Like, why would I even fucking plan if, if uh, you know, he's not really sure if he's going to be living here. Clearly you knew I was serious about moving there because you clearly remembered that we clearly made an arrangement on a definite date when I was definitely going to move down to Austin. And you fucked me over. And so, you also did me a bit of a 
fucking you did me a solid by being a by being a, a weasel piece of shit you did me a solid man if you hadn't flaked out on me as you so often have a habit of doing at least with my history if you hadn't done that then I wouldn't have stayed at the hostel and if I hadn't stayed at the hostel I wouldn't have met my first roommate I stayed at that hostel for two weeks and I had a great fucking time I'm not going to tell you the whole story about it because it's a long story um, but I, I met a, a, a lady from New Zealand a lady named Ruth I think she's like a year maybe two older than me and she was moving into this apartment um, and she's like yo it's a four bedroom place um, we've got one extra open you, sh you should fucking lock that down if you want to except she said it in her kiwi egg yeah yeah we got a fucking place huh? yeah I, I can't even I can barely do a New Zealand accent and I certainly can't do it when my nose is all stuffy more water well <clears throat> I move into this four bedroom apartment and uh and there's two other people there these two uh younger they're in their early 20s these this young couple they're just dating their boyfriend and girlfriend they're from kind of northern a city in northerly texas and uh and um they they liked to robo trip like every fucking night particularly the guy uh, they would take this stuff called triple C's, which are just gel capsules of Robitussin. So it doesn't have all the stuff that NyQuil has in it. It just is it's straight up like DXM, Robitussin DXM shit in gel capsules. And they would take like fucking 10, 10 capsules each and just trip their balls off most nights. And it, the guy did it the most. It was a guy and a girl guy and a gal and uh and the reason that he did that is because he couldn't smoke weed and the reason he couldn't smoke weed is because he was an rotc because they were both trying to do college and they were both just utterly failing at it <laughs> and so the guy he just abused these triple c's he abused the dxm he abused the robo trip every fucking night man and it's like okay they weren't hurting anybody. That's not the thing. I, I've got no problem. If he wanted to do that, fine. Probably not so great on his liver and kidneys. But if he wanted to do that, fine. None of my fucking business. He was nice enough. They were both nice enough. I liked them. They were good people. However, it was not uncommon for them when they were up late at night, robo-tripping, to be fucking annoying. They would be up just fucking like, Fuck me! Fuck me! Oh, yeah! And just banging on the walls and having their, like, shitty stereo turned up to 11 out of 10 listening to shitty fucking dubstep and then there was one time the guy ruined my fucking kitchen cutlery i had like a ginsu like a chopping knife japanese style chopping knife that i got from my dad as a graduation gift and um and i, I i'm hearing this banging this one night and it, it's the it's like three in the morning and my roommates are up. They're blasting. They're blasting dubstep, and uh, and they're in the kitchen. All the lights are on. I, I look at them. Their hair is just bushed out, crazy. Their eyes are the size of saucers, tea saucers, and uh, they they're grinning from ear to ear, gritting their teeth. They're like, "Hey, you want some tequila?" So what was happening? What was all this clanking, banging sound I was hearing? 
the guy, my roommate, uh, he was using my fucking Ginsu Japanese kitchen cutlery chopping knife gift that I liked a lot and used a lot. He was using it to just smash it, the sharp edge against the side of a large empty bottle of tequila or tequila bottle rather there was no more tequila in it so why was he doing that because he was trying to get the fucking mouth off of the bottle off the bottleneck because there was a worm a mezcal worm at the bottom of that uh, tequila bottle that empty tequila bottle and as is pretty common with larger bottles of liquor there's like a little kind of a blocker sort of thing that's on the the mouth on the spout it, those little blockers like they, they kind of they don't completely obstruct the flow it's not a stopper it's just a blocker it's like an x or something and uh it, it just obstructs the flow just enough so that it doesn't come glugging out and go glug 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 you know, pouring out too much and then spilling out over a shot glass. It helps restrict and regulate the pour. Well, usually those things are like plastic or rubber and you can just use a, like fucking, you can just pop them off with your thumb or something or a key or something. But this one was built in. This was a built in, blown in, baked in glass, pour obstructor regulator thing. And so there's no way to pop it off, no way to pry it out. And, and my roommates wanted that worm. And the reasoning was this. He said, look, that's a mezcal worm. You know what? Mezcal worms, they eat on the mezcal plant. And you know what? Mez, you know what comes off of mezcal plants? Mescaline. Yeah, man. Mescaline comes from the mezcal plants. Never mind peyote buttons or having to do a fucking process to get the mescaline out of the peyote. Yeah, man. They, so this thing's just munching on mescaline all the time. So if you eat it, you trip out. It's like a mescaline trip if you eat the mezcal worm at the bottom of a tequila bottle. And I'm going to eat it. And I was fucking livid but i couldn't scream because the damage was done on my knife it was just so jagged and dull and warped now it i i i couldn't have fucking done it if i tried but these tripping morons they ruined my knife and so i was like you know what the damage is done you fucking ruined my property I'm going to try to help you get that goddamn worm. And if we do, I'm going to eat it. So we tried heating the knife up on the stove. And it's an electric stove, so there's like the heating coils. And uh, we put the knife on there. We got it red hot. And we tried to melt the glass, but the knife wasn't hot enough. So we tried to get the knife hotter again. And we went back and tried to whack, tried to do like a, a whacking melting thing. Like a fucking lightsaber. Get it so hot that with one slice, it'll be like a warm knife through butter. It'll just slice right through the glass. Well, none of that happened. It just made it easier to warp the knife. And so I said, one of the one of the girls uh, was up uh, at the apartment. And they were like, just break the fucking glass. Just take it outside to the sidewalk and bust the neck off. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. So we went outside. We bust the neck off of the bottle. And my roommate puts the fucking worm in my hand. And I look at it and I say, I'm not eating a fucking worm. You eat it. He ate it. I went back to sleep. Next afternoon when he came out and I'd returned from work, I asked him if he felt anything from the worm. Not shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that, but that happened. So yeah, NyQuil uh, turned out to be pretty fun, actually. You know, it did help. It did help with my symptoms. I, I, I didn't feel quite so sick. 
um, that night. Uh, and when I woke up, my throat didn't feel quite as sore, but I felt crazy. My fucking mind, like the the space of my consciousness kept like undulating around and I couldn't focus on things. I get a little bit dizzy and my body temperature was still, ugh, oh, I still got a fever and it just, I was already feeling naturally crazy because of the illness. And then the NyQuil made me feel even more crazy, but just kind of relaxed. And you know what? It kind of opened my eyes a bit to something, to a silver lining to this illness for this week. And that silver lining is, I've kind of enjoyed being sick. It's uncomfortable. Um, there have been many times where I just couldn't breathe out of my nose at all. And it was so miserable because I'd have to breathe through my mouth. And that would make my throat so dry that I couldn't swallow and I'd feel like I'm choking. You know, if I'm eating, I... <sighs> I have to start panting when I'm eating because I can't breathe through my nose and you know that that's an inconvenience and everything and the uh, the scratchiness of the throat sucks and the temperature differences all this talking is making me feel all kind of woozy right now anyway but the silver lining is being sick has forced me to knock myself down a few notches I don't have any other option than to be down a few notches than from my usual state of high energy, high anxiety. Now, my high energy and anxiety is not nearly as much as it used to be as when I used to drink coffee all the time, which sucks. I, I should really invest in some decaf coffee because I love drinking coffee, but I'm extremely sensitive to caffeine. I didn't used to be, but just over the past four or five years, I've become acutely, uh, you know, sensitive to caffeine. And it's not a good time. I'll get weird. I'll feel like fucking my skin's crawling and I'll get all shaky and lightheaded. I'll be passing out easy and high anxiety, high irritability from coffee um, tea is not so bad I can do tea but coffee it just sets me off anymore which is unfortunate because I love the way it tastes I love the way it smells I love the way it looks I love the things you can do with it I just don't like the adverse effects that coffee's caffeine has on me anyway um, where was I going with that I totally forgot oh yeah knocking myself down a few notches so, uh, in life, I'm pretty amped up. Like, my natural state is amped up. I've got a high metabolism. I have to eat a lot, like a hummingbird. If I don't eat, I get, much like what the caffeine does to me, the coffee does to me, I'll get shaky and lightheaded and, and, and anxious and irritable and just have a bad time. So I've got to eat a lot. Like, or just consistently throughout the day. I've just got to be munching all the time to keep up with my metabolism. And that also means I have high energy, which means my natural state is to be kind of like thinking a lot, which is, I, I don't think nearly as much as I used to. It used to be just constant. Even just a few years ago, it was like constant chatter in my mind. But as I've aged, I've settled down, my brain is starting to, you know, become more whole. You know, they say your brain doesn't, you know, isn't even fully formed until you're like 25. I'm sure my brain is still developing. So, uh, I, I feel a lot more chill. Age has a lot to do with it. Um, but also just my habits, I'm just, I exercise more, I eat better, I... I certainly don't drink as much alcohol anymore and uh, uh, you know, I just eat, I exercise, uh, meditate, just I, 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 I keep up with these and I stay consistent with these habits to try to keep my, my mind at peace and it works but still my energy is still up and it's real easy for me to just go right into oh, my hands are shaking anxiety especially if it's like a, before an audition or something. Well, 
and, and then I and, and and along with that high anxiety, high energy, um, I I expect so much from myself, which was part of the problem with my last episode and why I still don't like it so much. I expected a lot from myself, and I didn't like what I delivered, and that I ended up making myself sick. I got so strung up in my own anxieties, my own neuroses, that I ended up killing my fucking immune system and getting sick. Well, uh, yeah, the sickness has caused me to knock it down a few notches, and I've just felt, like, really calm, and just, I don't care, and I'm not demanding so much from myself, and I'm not uh, assuming that other people expect so much from me. That's a big thing. That's a big thing, man. I I, ex- I just assume that uh, uh, almost everyone, and certainly certain people, expect so much from me. And I feel like I have to deliver. Like I feel I have no other option. I feel like I'm a, a failure destined to be just criticized and and torn apart if I don't deliver well fuck it I gotta I gotta I gotta free pass with the sickness man people aren't expecting shit from me and I still went to an audition I went to one audition and I fucking delivered as well as I could and uh, and it was good I felt like I did a pretty good job because I was down a few notches. I was more grounded. I wasn't so buzzing around with neurosis. Anyway, uh, what have I talked about here? Okay, I'm sick, tripping on NyQuil, robo-tripping roommates. Um, fun stuff. So... A few days ago, or a handful of days ago, I said, you know what? Uh, episode four was like a bummer for me. I didn't like it, especially at the end. So I'm going to uh, go back to my roots. I, I originally intended this thing to just be like fun. You know, I, I, I came up with the idea for this thing when I was feeling uh, extremely... Uh, creative and, and, and loose and uh, very uh, tuned in, very turned on. And uh, and uh, the idea behind it was just to have fun, you know, just whatever, as long as it was fun and silly and goofy and having a good time. And, uh, I, and I need to come up with some ways to make that um, happen more consistently, but also, I guess... See again, I'm 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 demanding too much of myself here. Hold on, I gotta blow my nose. I can't fucking breathe, man. Ah, pardon me. Do you have any gray poupon? I just gotta let whatever happens happen. You know, if I'm gonna have a down day, just gotta let it happen. Just have a down day. Gotta have a downer episode. Gotta talk about some downer shit. Fine, it's gotta fucking happen, man. Just let it go. Let it be natural. But also let it be silly. Because that's the original... Ugh, that's the original push I wanted this to go in this this whole show. It's just to be silly shit. But also enlightening and, and, and whatever. Whatever happens, happens. But at the base, the show is supposed to be like a comedy, weirdo comedy. And uh, and and I want to find ways to get you involved in this silliness, okay? I want you to get involved. I want you to send me emails with questions. You can email me at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. I will include uh, the email in the description of this video. Uh, and, and I want you to email me questions. If you have advice, silly advice, uh, if you if you need serious advice or something, know that I am not a licensed professional. 
um, therapists or anything like that or anything of the sort. But I will answer it. Um, I, I will. I, I'm not a... I'm not a psychologist, but I've played one on television. I'm a fucking actor, man. So let me do my thing. Let me play the armchair analyst, and I will armchair analyze your your problems. I'll answer your fucking questions. You got relationship advice? You got, you, you need relationship advice? You need uh, you know you will got a question about a rash? Don't send me a picture of the rash. Just ask me about it, and you can describe it with your pretty words. And uh, I'll break it down for you. Or if you have other questions, just like Q&A questions about me, or just random silly questions like the ones I've got here, email them to me. That thing with James at gmail.com. Um, so, a few days ago, I, I put out on, on Facebook a little thing saying, hey... I, I just created a email uh, account for this podcast, and I want you to send me your questions. And I I got some responses. I'll start with uh, the only one person who emailed me, despite despite saying like, please email. Here's the email account again. Just email. Like no one emailed. They all commented on Facebook, which makes sense. I I. I mean, it was a Facebook post. Why wouldn't they just post it there? I was just being anal and trying to get them all in one place, but whatever. I've got them all screenshot and saved on my ePod. ePad. So this one is from my friend Jamie. Or not Jamie. James, come on. Jaime. It's my friend Jaime. He lives in Denver. Funny story about Jaime. One time... I went to Denver to visit my brother and my brother was living in uh, in a apartment near Coors Field uh, in Denver and uh, I'd never met his friend Jaime so I, I'm visiting my brother Carlos uh, I don't know if I've told you about this yes my brother's name is Carlos my brother and I have different skin tones. We are still brothers. And people don't fucking believe it when they meet us in person. They think we're joking. Like, if I go to visit him and he's like, this is my little brother, they look at us and they're like, <laughs> that's funny. And we're like, no, we're serious. We're brothers. And they look and they're like, really? Like, yes. I thought it was a joke. No, it's not a joke. This is where brothers... We're really related, and I love them. It's real. So, that just, I, I, I feel like that provides some kind of context to the story. So I go and visit Carlos. And uh, this, I had to explain why his name's Carlos. Like, why is a, why is a white boy got a brother named Carlos? Well, his real first name's Richard. Carlos is just his middle name. But he goes by Carlos, so, you know. Well, I'm visiting him. And uh, he sends me out to, like, a corner store to go get a six-pack. Um, and so I go out. And I go and buy a six-pack of beer. And I come back to the apartment. I knock on the door. The door opens. And, uh, well, there's a Mexican dude who opened the door. And it's not my brother. It's some other guy. Handsome guy. Um, good hair. Good hairdo, good haircut. He answers the door, and he's like, What the fuck you want, white boy? And I was like, uh... I look at the apartment number, and I'm like, I think I've got the right apartment. He's like, what the fuck you doing here, white boy? What the fuck you doing here, man? You wanna get fucking beat? You wanna get fucking jumped, white boy? Fucking gringo, eh? Fucking weirdo, huh? Fuck you, son. You think you could just come in here, fucking white boy, huh? I gotta fuck you up, boy. And I was just shaking. I was like, I thought this was my brother's apartment. This is the fucking number. And I hear cackling in the back, somewhere back in the apartment. And it was my, my brother's friend, Jaime. Uh, Jaime um, does hair. He's a really good uh, hairstylist. And uh, he had come to visit my, my brother and meet me and also cut my brother's hair. He had his haircut kit with him. And they just thought that would be a 
just a, a gay old time to scare the shit out of a uh, little gringo, <laughs> little Wero James. And it did. Well, anyway, Jaime, we've been friends since then. Uh, he sent this question. Uh, oh, also, he wants me to shout shout out um, Belief in Art Shirts. Belief in Art Shirts is Jaime's company. Uh, he does this Belief in Art Shirts. He does this fantastic artwork. Check it out. It's on social media. Uh, Belief in Art Shirts. Check it out. Shout out Jaime. Uh, so, his question is, or it's a hypothetical thing. Imagine a cloning lab that will have you cloned in nine months. You pick up your clone from the lab after its nine-month clone process. You then would raise yourself from that day on. And then he says, I would clone myself to see a different version of myself and to have a caregiver when I'm a decrepit old man. Would you clone yourself? So I'm thinking I need some chips real quick because I'm starting to get kind of weird. Hold on. Do, 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 do. So, you, so it's a cloning facility and you can get yourself cloned and it takes nine months. The gestation period or whatever is nine months. So I'm thinking... You come out as a baby, like your your newborn clone. You go once the nine months are up, you go and pick up the the newborn version of yourself, and then you raise it. Would I want to do that? Well, this this makes me think of something I've thought of before. If I ever met my double or my doppelganger. What would I do if I ever met my double? Mm. I'll tell you exactly what I'd do. I'd fucking kill him. I'd fight him to the death. You ever seen the Highlander? There can be only one. I would fucking kill it. So what I would do? That clone. Yeah. I'd raise it. I would raise it to fight me. We would become mortal combat enemies. How old would I be? Okay. I'm 31 now. And if I got it, say, while I'm 31, I'd be zero years old. So by the time it's one, I'll be 32 or so. So then, let's see. So I'm 30 years older than it. Let's say that. When it's 30, I'll be 60. When it's 20, I'll be 50. I don't know if I want to wait till I'm 50 or till it's 20 to fight. So maybe I'll wait till it's, um, hmm, let's see, about 16 years old. And that'll make me 46 years old. That seems like fair enough. That'll give me time to work out and train. Meanwhile, I will also train my clone younger 30 younger 30 year younger clone self i will train it and then uh, one day we will fight each other to the death with swords because i i know how to i know how to knife fight i know how to sword fight i know how to fillet a fish actually i don't but i i, I can chop vegetables very well Especially with a Ginsu knife that's not fucked up. Roommate. Mmm. These barbecue chips lack so much flavor. <laughs> so there you go, Jaime. I don't know that I would want to get myself cloned for real, but if I did, no, I'd, I'd kill it. There can be only one. Next question. Hmm. Okay. This one's from Matt. Matt says, 
If you were a unicorn, what would be the first thing you would impale with your magical horn? Well, Matt, I'll tell you exactly what I'd impale with my magical horn. My fucking clone. Next question. <laughs> Lacey says, how can we watch your podcast? <laughs> Alexandra says, uh, want to talk about psychology? I'm down or history. We could discuss the outlandish thing, things my narcissistic husband has lied about. LOL. I'll already reply to that saying, if you have any stories about those lies or just want some advice or anything, just send me an email. Uh, send it to me in email form to thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. So I don't really know what to do. I, I like discussing psychology. I like discussing all sorts of deep shit, man. I'm a deep thinker because I'm fucking smart. Mm. Next question. <laughs> Josh asks, who are your favorite comedians? Oh, I love George Carlin. I love um, Eddie Murphy. Of course, you got your fucking standard ones. Um, I love, uh, one of the first stand-ups I ever really got into was, um, Mitch Hedberg. Uh, that shit, he cracked me up, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like the same fucking one-liners all the time. But he was just so funny, just his demeanor, the way he was. It was funny as shit. I loved it. Um... I was really into Jim Carrey. I, when I was a, a lot younger, I used to watch In Living Color with my dad. It was like tiny, you know, it was early 90s. And I, I loved all the stuff on there, all of them. But I, I was especially fond of Jim Carrey. <laughs> you know, Fire Fireman Bob or whatever is it? You know, Fire Safety Steve or whatever the fuck his name was. He didn't have any lips. Or, anyway... Yeah, I I loved Jim Carrey. I loved uh, The Mask and Ace Ventura Pet Detective. And I remember one time when I was living in New Jersey, I must have been, I don't know, like seven or eight years old. I was uh, reenacting a scene from The Mask, or multiple scenes from The Mask. I was just imitating him as The Mask, like spinning around, like, somebody stop me! Um, for my parents in the living room, I was doing a performance and, um, I made my mom piss her pants, literally. I've been chasing that high ever since, man. I guess that's why I do acting. And this. Um, well, Jim Carrey, Wayne's World, I was really into Wayne's World. That was highly formative. Um, dude, I, I fucking loved Wayne's World. I can remember one of my earliest memories is when I was living in Denver and we had like a pretty nice finished basement in our house there. And, um, I remember watching Wayne's World on VHS, um, in the basement by myself. And this was one of the few times where I didn't have to eat at the dinner table because my mom always tried to have the family have like family time at dinner we all sit at the table no 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 tv on maybe some music or something usually not just family bonding time at dinner well but this time i got to eat downstairs i got to have uh, uh buffalo wings in the basement while i watched wayne's world and I just felt like the king of the world. It was so much fun. It was one of my earliest memories, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's quite a few comedians I, I like that I just can't think of their names of, but Jim Carrey was a huge one for me when I was young. 
Uh, and there's a bunch now, but I can't think of all their names. There's a lot of them. And then there's a lot of them I don't like. There's a lot of people who are like really famous comedians. I'm like, I don't really think that this person's that funny. I think that they just kind of like got some strong opinions and they seem kind of like an asshole. Oh, it's just a joke. Yeah, speak it like it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm waiting for you to tell me something funny. Just because something's inflammatory doesn't mean it's funny. And um, there's a lot of people I've encountered in my life who think, Oh, I'm just joking. It's a joke. But really, it's a fucking cover for a bully. And I just want to say to all those bullies, like, or pretty much anyone who, who, who acts like a jerk, I just want I just want to say this to you. You know you don't have to act like an asshole. Anyway, I'm hungry. I'm fucking sick. I'm done. I'm done with this. All right. Episode five. This is me on um, social media at James J Asher. Mostly on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can go to my website, jamesjasher.com. You can donate to my Patreon. Patreon. What is that noise? Oh my god. I hear it tapping. I hope it's the fucking bodega. Anyway, and not the ghosts. Uh, you can you can donate on patreon.com slash that thing with James and please send me your your questions your thoughts your praise at um, that thing with James at gmail.com email them to me um, and you know don't get sick stay well I love you people bye <laughs>